You're listening to Thoughtful Peapod, the musical podcast that embraces human vulnerability to inspire and be inspired. I'm your host, Kelsey McCarthy. I'll be taking you on a journey through my life through a self-reflection of my life experiences in relation to music that resonates with me. Keep giving me hope for a better day. Keep giving me love to find a way through this heaviness. I feel I just need someone to say everything's okay. Self-conflict is known as a man-versus-self or man-against-self battle. The struggle is internal and sometimes it can be one of the hardest battles to face. We all want to succeed, and even when we try so hard, sometimes things just blow up in our faces and the outcomes are extremely hard to accept as well. When something catastrophic and monumentally bad happens in your life, at first, you might think that there is no way you will ever overcome this. Maybe several years from now, but certainly not anytime soon. You also may start to think of a hundred excuses as to why what happened wasn't your fault. Sometimes what has happened isn't your fault at all. And other times, you have to take accountability for your decisions. It's normal to be in an emotional slump after something like this has happened, but to get yourself on the path to healing, you need to be loyal and remain loyal to yourself, your friends, your family, and people you work with and learn with. That may sound weird and confusing. How does loyalty relate to managing self-conflict? The answer is that to be loyal in this context means to be true to yourself. And being loyal to others means not treating anyone badly or different in any way because of what has happened and how you feel about it. The people around you who are caring and good-natured only want to help you and make you feel better It's not healthy or helpful to take out your grief and stress on others, and especially yourself. You can take what has happened from a self-conflicted disaster and do your best to learn from it. And you can move past it, but still try to grow in the process. A common saying is that you learn the most not from your successes, but from your failures. And it's true. If you did all you can do in a situation and you can't control what happens next, take a deep breath and focus on what you can control. I am reaching the end of my college career. I'm about to wrap up my first semester as a senior, and with one semester left to go, I've had an experience where I've found success through failure. I have a project that I worked hard on recently. I spent hours writing it and putting it together. I have also done other things before it was due too, though, such as going out and celebrating my boyfriend's birthday and spending time with my mom while I was home. I was also sick with nasty gastrointestinal problems the week following up to the project date. The culmination of these events caused me to finish the entire project 10 minutes before the class started. The project I had been working on turned out to be 24 pages long, and my teacher wanted a physical copy in color. The day it was due, The teacher stayed in the classroom collecting projects for half an hour and left. Fourteen minutes later, I was at the classroom door after sprinting around campus to print my project. It was too late for me, and I was not given a second chance. The relevance of this is that I immediately started hating myself, and I became angry at the teacher at first. This was the first time I had ever actually failed to turn in a big assignment, and it devastated me. I felt a little despair, and it started to grow. 
Through everything I've been through, I can honestly say that I am thankful it happened. It has helped me in some crazy way. Wishing I could go back and rewind time, endlessly regretting what happened, is not an option, at least not a healthy one, that is. And I learned that. We've been conditioned to not make mistakes, but I can live that way. We all can agree that we make a ton of mistakes as humans due to our flaws and what makes up our identity. This huge blunder I made was a chance to reevaluate parts of my identity. This entire experience has allowed me to become a better version of myself. When looking at my internal struggles, I was able to break them down into three main categories. My internal struggles or self-conflicts were created by my poor time management skills and procrastination, how self-critical I am about my decisions, and sometimes even my lack of motivation to succeed. I have wrestled with these three aspects of who I am, but I have always somehow pushed them down and tried to ignore them and forget how much of a problem they really are. No one likes to think about the bad traits and qualities they have, but sometimes you need to. I need to be loyal to myself, and I can do this by proactively changing for the better, or at least trying to. The self-conflicts caused by what has happened have been immensely difficult to cope with and I have treated my experience as a wake-up call. I am actively taking steps to improve my time management and self-management skills. I have started working on something far in advance, which has never been a part of my work ethic. The third thing I learned from my experience is that I often lack self-motivation. As I near the end of a semester, I've noticed that I tend to lose steam. In the beginning of the semester, I have my eye directly on the prize, and aiming for A's and B's is a common goal. Towards the end of a semester, I tend to think that my once important priorities aren't as important as they once were. This is natural for so many of us. Now, I know that towards the end of a semester, or project, or work season, I need to assess my priorities and make sure I am ready and prepared enough to succeed. If I had devoted more time to making sure this assignment was up to my usual expectations, then I might not have been put in this mess I made for myself. What am I going to do about it? Now I'm going to proactively try to change. I have reassessed my priorities. I will spend much less time on leisure and continue to try to motivate myself extra this week as I turn in the bulk of my assignments. I never realized how detrimental my lack of motivation would be and seeing how it has interfered with my schoolwork and my life has allowed me to take a look in the mirror, reflect and work on bettering myself in these areas I need work on. The most significant thing I've learned through this is that I am the only one that can change my life and choose to grow from my failures and shortcomings. You have the power and the capacity to do the same with your life and help your friends and family out too when you see them struggling with failures. Not all cases and situations will give you silver linings and a chance to make yourself a better person. But sometimes, if you look hard enough and search and soul-search, you will find it. Like a small boat on the ocean Sending big waves into motion and all those things I didn't say were reckoned
Another example of when I learned how you can find success through failure is when I filled out an internship application for the company Zappos. The application process was the most rigorous I had ever seen in my life. The first round of the internship application involved creating an enormous marketing campaign. The budget was a million dollars and I was supposed to pick a retailer that would be a great choice for Zappos to add to its online store. I'd never ever heard of an application round where I needed to create something large and turn it in to even see if I can get to the next round. But I did it. I researched everything I needed to. I put together all of the slides in an elegant PowerPoint that was professional and yet very simple to understand. I even looked up key performance indicators and different marketing measurements and ways to analyze marketing I'd never even thought of or heard of before. And that was only part one of the first round of the internship application. The next part involved doing an interview, but I didn't get to talk to anyone in person. It was all an automated voice giving me interview questions. I didn't know what to expect, and Zappos is a highly creative company. Some of their questions weren't exactly what you would hear on a job or internship interview. I remember a couple of the most notable questions. Name two things you would bring to a desert island if you were stranded. And many customers don't know that Zappos sells clothes, shoes, and accessories. How would you make it clear to them that Zappos does sell clothes, shoes, and accessories. These questions made me think hard, and I had about a minute and a half to answer them all. For the island question, I said a sharp pointed spear with a sword on the other end. And then I couldn't think of another thing, and I said, and my two dogs, thinking it would give some personality, until I realized that was three items, not two. The other question was an also interesting failure that I learned from. How do you make customers aware that Zappos sells clothes, shoes, and accessories? So I said, I would repeat that Zappos sells clothes, shoes, and accessories multiple times throughout the entire promotional message. The first one, I was way off on my answer. The second one, I honestly have no idea. What I do know is that I didn't make it through the first round, and the second round was crazy bizarre. Anyone who made the second round was flown to Las Vegas to be interviewed in a final round in their headquarters. That was the most crazy second round of an interview I'd ever heard of, and the fact that they were paying for your flight to get there was also amazing. If I was to answer those questions differently now and take what I've learned and implement them, my answers would be much different. I realized that when I answered those questions, I wasn't really being myself. My boyfriend was in the room when I was doing the interview, and when it came to the question about the island, after I said the pointy spear with a sword on the other end, I panicked and I froze, and he could see it, so he mouthed, my two dogs. 
and I said it. But honestly, that's not what I would have said, and that wasn't my answer. And because it wasn't genuine, I don't think that my answer came off as genuine as it could have been. I would have said, I would bring a lifetime supply of honey, because it never expires, in a yacht with a full tank of gas. That would be my creative answer. And I wished I could have shared it, but I had done the interview, and what I'd said was the best I could do. For the second question, that one's really hard. There's a whole variety of avenues I could have taken, different directions I could have run with. To really stress that Zappos has clothes, shoes, and accessories, I would probably create a commercial. I would have someone talk about how they love ordering shoes and clothes from Zappos all the time. And then they would get a phone call from a Zappos customer service member. And they would say, thank you so much for being such a loyal customer at Zappos. We have this enormous sale going on for accessories right now. We'd love for you to check them out. And we found some styles that would be great for you. And the customer on the phone would be baffled and amazed and surprised. And she would be like, I had no idea you guys sold accessories. I would love to take a look. And that would be the gist of the commercial because it's bringing attention and awareness to a subject that a lot of people didn't know about. Now, I don't know if my new answer to the second question is better or if it would have let me pass, but all I know is that my answers now, after thinking it over, are genuinely myself. And I wasn't nervous or pressured to answer in the way that I thought they wanted me to say it. I was so convinced I needed to say what they wanted to hear, but it's not true. They're looking to meet you, all your quirks, even all your wacky answers, as long as they're somewhat along the lines of answers you might hear in an internship interview. I will say though, I really loved taking the time to put together my campaign and even all the practice interviewing. It was hard that I didn't get to talk to someone in person, but I learned how to manage it. And after I applied for Zappos and didn't get it, I applied for CVS for an internship in marketing, and the exact same internship interview happened. No one to talk to, just words on the screen asking interview questions. And I was really prepared. I was so, so ready, and I honestly rocked it. This all just goes to show that when you fail, it's easy to just doubt yourself and hate yourself and deny everything that's wrong with you, but when you accept the reality of what's happened and work to make yourself better and work to learn from it better skills. Your life becomes better because of it, even when you never expected it to. This has been episode 5 of Thoughtful Peapods. Have a thoughtful day.